Episode 65, Not at Gen Con Special. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and with me this week is my lovely wife. I'm Emily. And thank you for joining us. This is episode 65 of the games we play. Uh, This week, we will be talking about the games we played this last week. We'll also be talking a little bit about Gen Con. So Gen Con Online just happened this last weekend as of the time this episode dropped. So we'll be talking about some games that maybe caught our eyes or that we are interested in that were talked about or released with Gen Con. Uh... This week, Emily is joining uh, Chris uh, this last week. Not only did he get to finally close on his house, but he also uh, took a trip off for his honeymoon with uh, his wife. So so Emily's filling in this week, and uh, Chris will be back next week for episode 66. So thank you, Emily, for joining. It's good to be here. Thank oh. you. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, <laughs> <Sorry>. so... <laughs> Uh, so if this is your first time listener right now during quarantine, we are, we're just having some short episodes. We're just talking about the games we're playing Uh, on a normal episode. We kind of have shorter segments and we have topics that we talk about. We talk about a few games, some things we love and hate, that kind of stuff. But right now we are not doing that. So if this is your first time listening, we do appreciate it, but a little different episode format than normal. All right. So Emily... Um, before we go in and talk about our games, how are your gaming goals for the year going? Uh, they are going well. I have played 170 games. 73 are of those are unique. Very nice. So we got some in this week. So I was kind of thinking, I wonder if I could get 30 games in before the end of August. Oh, I'm sure we probably could. The way that our son Denver's been wanting to play games, oh my word. Every day. Oh boy. Every night he wants to play a game, which we're not complaining. No. It's been fun. Yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit here. Uh, For me, I am up to 205. No, sorry. 212 played. Oh. And now I'm at the 80. Yeah, I'm at the 80 unique game mark finally. Oh, nice. So we got a few new games in this last week. So let's go ahead and start and talk about that. So Emily, what is a game that you played this week? Well, we tried out New York Slice today. We did? It was. I got this game for Christmas from Brian in, based solely on the pictures on Instagram. You know, only eight months late we're playing it. <laughs> eight months later. We got it out today, and basically it's a collection where you're collecting slices of pizza to make um, matching pizzas, and then there's a few cards that will kind of give you bonus points at the end. That's pretty much it. <laughs> it's a pretty simple game. It is pretty simple. A little, little drafting, kind of. Um, yeah. It was... I have to say I was a little bit disappointed. Why do you say that? I It just wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. It was... Anticlimactic, I guess. I don't know. It looks so cool, but at the same time, at the end of the day, you're just collecting pizza slices. That <laughs> <laughs> could have been cards or any, really right. Anything really, else. could have been anything. It's basically just a theme. Yep. 
Yeah, you're correct, because the numbers have really nothing to do with them. The numbers are just the different types of pizza. Yeah, all right. the 10s are pepperonis and 11, and so yeah. on and so forth. But, yeah. um, I mean, there's a little strategy here, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, there is a little bit. It has that interesting mechanic, and I don't see this a whole lot in games. And I kind of, I do like this idea. So, in this game, um, each round essentially there's a slicer and so you you take a stack of the slices of pizza that have been pre-arranged and or pre-mixed up you know before the game and you arrange them out and it looks and fills into a pizza there's 11 slices makes a whole pizza and the whole pizza i eat the pizza all by myself nobody else eats eat the pizza the whole pizza (laughs) oh boy um (laughs) so it makes a whole pizza and then there's these specialty cards. They're basically action cards. And that comes out as well as revealed. And then the slicer gets to divvy up the pizza and equal. Well, not it doesn't have to be equal, but yeah. in enough parts equal to the amount of players. So if you're playing a four-player game, you're going to have four slices, if you will. And the slices are going to be made up of multiple slices of pizza, if you will. I mean, if you want to, plus you get to choose where the specialty card goes. And so this mechanic is kind of interesting because as the slicer, you pick last. Right. So you get what is left over. So if you make something like way, way too good, you're benefiting the person to the left for sure. And so it's a very interesting. So if there's something you really want, you have to try to be very strategic about all right, what can I do to slice this up to make it enticing for the other players? But I don't want to give them too many good things. Right. But I want to give them just enough that, that I can get what I want. And that's really difficult. And you can't rearrange the pizza. So how it came out, you go either counterclockwise, clockwise, as you're putting pieces out to join the pizza. So on opposite sides of the pizza, there might be those two threes that you really want. Uh, but they're on opposite sides of pizza. So unless you give half of a pizza for one slice, you're not getting both of those in the same um, group. And so it's very interesting. I like that part. It's this. I did like that part as well. You just you're trying to think, how am I going to do this, but still get something out of it and not be useless for me? I, I think that's really unique, especially because you're the last person picking. And so there's some very like psychological things that come into play and how you how you're going to do that i find that really interesting Mm -hmm. what i didn't find interesting though (laughs) are those stupid action cards they're so random they're so random and you know when we were playing i had um and based on the sets the numbers like there's three through (laughs) 11 i think and each one of those is a different set so you're trying to get the most threes or the most fives or whatever number you go after and if you have the most of that number that's how many points you get and nobody else gets points for those numbers and so that's main way of getting points for the most part and so here i am and i i thought i had all the tens locked up like i'm looking at emily's over here and i had her beat by one or by half because there's half slices 
And like on the last round, Emily gets the special card that she can select one of the ones that got taken <laughs> out of the game. There's three slices of pizza, mind you, that randomly got selected out of the game. We don't know what number they are. She just grabs one, and it's the 10, and she just gets four and a half, which beats my four, and she gets 10 extra points that I didn't have. That basically guaranteed the win for her just on a random specialty card. If not for that specialty card, I had it wrapped up. Uh, because of how I did my drafting. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I don't like that. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, stupid. So you're basically rolling a dice. You're like, one-third chance of winning. When we were getting the game out, I was like, oh, Dad's not going to like this game. <laughs> kind of true. I totally called it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a simple set collection. Uh, that, again, without the specialty cards, or they kind of change and not be so random, Um I, you know, I might like it, but still, yeah. um, even with the specialty cards, some of them could be really overpowered. Right. And it negates a lot of the drafting and trying to get those sets. You might as well just try to get everything and just try to get some specialty ones and make it work. I don't know. Right. Especially because I got all the cards except for one. Denver got the other one. He got two and they were worthless for him because it never came up. And so I feel like it really helped me win the game because I got those cards. Right. Right. And they're just so random. So what is the, would you rather just take some slices and not the card or get the slices that you need or get the slices that you don't really need, but take the card? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Apparently take the specialties because they do stupid crap for you and you can just win the game. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter at all. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) The only cool thing about it was the rules look like a, a pizza menu yeah like your, your stereotypical italian pizza menu which is kind of cool and the box for the game it, it opens and looks just like a pizza box which yeah is pretty cool. and the pizza slices are really cool the theme is really fun yeah but you can't take the whole pizza not the whole pizza don't <laughs> eat the whole pizza <laughs> uh overall it was it okay it's gonna make you want to eat pizza i guess i think <laughs> not for me but uh overall i did <laughs> overall it was an okay game for me it was okay it was fun to play with have another game to play with denver yeah i could see this being a good family game i guess uh mm-hmm. pretty casual it's just it's too random for me i don't know yeah i want some skill in there i feel like most kids games are random i know I know they put the specialty ones in there to try to make the game a little more or less um, the same every time you play it. Like, it changes it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're going for. But, man, I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. Oh, well. It was a disappointment. But it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, this week we actually played Colt Express a couple times, I think. Um, <laughs> this is a game that Denver really wanted to play because he is obsessed i mean obsessed with trains. <laughs> this kid loves trains he loves anything trains. trains so much he oh my word uh, anyway uh that's a whole episode on itself yes. but he saw this and he, he saw the train and asked what this was and then he realized on this game i think we've talked about this on the podcast before but he realized that there's not really a board but the board is really this 3d train that you build out of cardboard and it that's what sits on the on the table mm-hmm. and it, it is really cool the, it is cool the table presence and that i think that sold it for him he didn't care how to play he just wanted to play with the the train 
<laughs> That's all he wanted to do. But I think after we got done playing it, he did like the game. No, I think he did too. He did. He likes the mechanics of it. Punching people and... <laughs> <laughs> shooting, shooting he never people. shoots anybody that's really funny. no his biggest thing is picking up all the loot he just picks up the loot he and punches loves people. to pick the loot because <laughs> in this game and this is a family game despite what what might sound bad here but essentially the it's game a wild west scenario it is wild west and you're on a train but you're all the criminals and you're trying to loot this train and get the post money uh before um before all the stops uh there's these 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 cards the train stops that come up and it dictates how many cards get played and whatnot and some get faced down or blah 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 but essentially that's how many you you get through and by the end of it you count up all the loot you got and you you know whoever has the most wins and so the loot is kind of randomized up by the different uh, passenger trains also there's a marshal that's on board that's going around and he has a lockbox up in the in the actual locomotive and that gives you a lot of money and so you're going to be um, running around on this train either uh, down inside down inside the cars or you can be running on the roof you could be shooting each other punching each other um moving the sheriff and that's basically game um sounds maybe not super interesting but what's really actually is interesting about it is how you do your actions and everything is pre-programmed out so essentially on your turn you just um, play a card out and you either place it face up or face down and you go around in your programming so the next person plays it on top of yours and you keep going around for a predetermined amount of cards and then the person whose turn it is takes the deck and flips it over and you resolve the cards one by one so there's a lot of unknowns that happen in this game because especially as you play more and more players trying to keep track of where everybody's going to be three or four turns in kind of is difficult not mm -hmm. kind of is very difficult and you also don't necessarily know where when you punch someone you punch them into the next car but you could go either car or if you move yep. the sheriff you don't know where the person's gonna move Somebody the sheriff can, yep and if you if you get the sheriff that not only do they give you a blank card that goes into your deck but then you go to the top of that current car so something you might have been planning that you were down in the cars and it's just yeah it gets goofy mm -hmm. and kind of quirky pretty quickly um but that's that's the fun of it is because you just sometimes never know how things are going to go depending on and there's some train stop cars where you have to play your cards face down so you have no idea what the other players are doing you're just trying to anticipate what they're trying to do very interesting game a lot of fun um very casual now i think the rule books i think we've talked about this but the rule book's not very great i don't i'm not a big fan of it i think they've reprinted the rule book though i've seen a newer version on bgg and i think it's better but the version i have the rule book it just does not flow very well it's very easy to miss small details on rules and how to do stuff and just it's just kind of written formatted in a weird way but i believe the new version might have fixed that but um, that's really the only thing hampering this thing down. It's actually really easy and there are not a lot of rules, but it's a lot of fun. What'd you think about it? This is your first really time playing, right? I really liked it. Yeah, it was my first time playing and I thought it was a lot of fun. The theme is great. I love the 3D train. I really like the programming of your next moves, like programming four at a time to five. I feel like it brings a whole new element to a game when you're programming your moves like four steps ahead. 
Yep. And then trying to base it off of what other people are doing as well. Yes. Because the person who wins is going to be the most efficient and can anticipate where things are. Because punching people and stealing makes them drop their loot and then moves them where they weren't expecting to and allows you to steal, basically steal loot from them is one of the main ways that you're going to win the game. And that's, that's, you know, the best way of doing it. Um, also trying to shoot people because if you get, you know, shoot all your bullets, not only are you filling up their deck for future turns with blank cards, action, you know, so they're not getting action cards, but you also get a bonus for doing it. And so there's a lot of emphasis on trying to anticipate where people are and shoot them because the shooting uh, mechanic, you, you have to be adjacent. You can't be in the same car. So there's some rules around it too. So sometimes you can't just play your shoot cards and guarantee you're going to be able to hit somebody just because of where they are. So right. um, again, easy, but a lot of fun. And I really yeah. like the theme and the, the table presence is so cool. It's so cool. Like this 3D train, I think it's about an inch tall, probably. And each trailer is like... Probably a, more than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe two inches. And the trailer is like an inch and a half to two inches long. And so, I mean, you 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 put cars on there equal to the amount of players playing. And so you can see how this thing gets pretty long. And a lot of people get in there. And it just gets... it. The more players you have, the goofier it gets. And it's a lot of fun. And then the expansions are pretty cool where they adds like a stagecoach. It adds like a jail card. And it adds a lot of new rules to keep the game fresh. And... um a lot of fun really enjoy this game keep finding myself pulling it out now and uh denver really likes it so that's yeah. a plus <laughs> um and he beat us too <laughs> he beat us playing that game yeah he's been the driving force behind most of our games this week <laughs> yeah it's just like what about this game what about this game? i taught him how to play king of tokyo on monday yeah oh yeah you played that didn't you mm-hmm. he he liked it i think he beat you yeah <laughs> he did that kid and dice man, he's worse than Chris. It's terrible. I came. It up, is terrible. So this last week, I came up from lunch one day to grab something to drink up from the fridge. Um, and you guys are playing Yahtzee, and I watched him get three Yahtzees in a row, which is crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> I do not want to play him. <laughs> and, it wasn't, and then in King it, of Tokyo, he was getting all the rolls. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. I watched him roll like four or five paws on his yes! first roll, like multiple he, times. I thought one time he got all paws, like a Yahtzee of paws. And, and and it's not like he was cheating, right? He's he's almost seven, right? You know, kids yeah. like that. Um, For the Yahtzee, I showed him this. I showed him a way to put it in the cup and then put his hand over it and shake it and then flip it over down onto the to the table and then like move it and then pull it off. He thought that was really funny. And so there's really no way to cheat on that. And he, that's how he was getting his Yahtzees. And then when he was playing King of Tokyo, I watched him roll each die individually because they're kind of big, chunky die. And he rolled each die by themselves. And it's not like he was sitting there changing the dice faces or, right. or, or just you know, casually dying, you know, where it comes off your hand and only just flips to the other side. Mm -hmm. No, he was like, you had to tell him to stop throwing the dice. Yeah. He was like trying he to throw it all yeah. over the place. So, I mean, they were getting rolls, but geez. We feel very strongly about him not cheating. <laughs> so <laughs> we will, we will stop a yep. game in the middle if yep. he wants to cheat. 
Yeah. We will end the game We're right like, hey, then. Hey, we don't want to play with you if you want to do that. Yeah, we don't play with cheaters. <laughs> but oh my word, just yeah, I don't know if I want to play dice games with him. I know it's so bad. But I mean, he he almost beat us in pizza, uh, in New York pizza. He beat us in pizza. Colt Express. Like the whole pizza. <laughs> um, he beat you in King of Tokyo. Yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> oh brother! Oh um, my goodness. So, yeah, we played more Ice Cool this week again because he's obsessed with Ice Cool. That's a fun game. I think we talked about that last week, didn't we, where you flicked the penguins around. Yeah. Um, Okay, so another game we played this week with some friends is Role Player. So we introduced some games to uh, a couple that really haven't played many games. Um, We were going to try something a little lighter, but they really wanted to play Role Player. So we're like, okay. So we played Role Player and um i forgot how much fun that game is. yeah i, really I like it i liked it i liked it a lot better the second time around it obviously had been quite a few months since we played uh quite a few as in like last December. a year <laughs> <laughs> uh so for those who don't know role player is a game where you're building up your character so think dungeons and dragons or some kind of fancy theme and you're trying to build your character's uh, stats up essentially your strength, your charisma, your intellect, your constitution, and so on and so forth. And in this game, um, you take a role of this this character that you pick, and they get a randomly assigned class. Or I think you select one out of a couple. You get you you have a motivation, you have alignment, and so these are all modular, which is kind of nice. So every time you play, it's it's different. Uh, but what these cards do is they dictate what you're trying to get, um, i.e., your goals for your not only your 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 stats but your alignment and so these are going to give you bonus points so uh the one card might say hey for your constitution if you get 14 15 or 16 then you get five victory points or what have you and it's different so like a mage is going to want intellect and and uh and whatnot and then uh your your barbarian is going to want all the strength but who cares about the intellect that kind of stuff um and then throughout the game essentially um if you've I think we've talked about Sagrada, but uh, like Sagrada, you basically take turns, you pull dice out of a bag, and then you roll them, and then everybody drafts them. And you're drafting these dice and then placing them in one of your stat rows. So you're placing in strength, or you're placing in your constitution, or wisdom, or intellect, or what have you. By doing that, there's special actions for that stat. So... um some allow you to manipulate other dice or switch them around. So it does remind... It's basically a fantasy-themed Sagrada, really. Um... But on top of that, you also get money, and there's a marketplace that allows you to buy gear, uh, skills, traits, and these things also further allow you to manipulate your dice and get you extra victory points for collecting sets of armor or getting, I mean, there's some that say, hey, if you get all the same number on one of your stat rows, you get extra three victory points, stuff like that. And so you're doing that. And uh, those cards uh, manipulate your alignment, make you more evil, make you more good or chaotic or what have you. And uh, that's how you're manipulating that to try to get to your desired uh, spot, depending on what you drew. So um, you're just doing that over and over and over again through maybe like, I guess, depending on the amount of players, but you're playing eight to 10 rounds, maybe something like that. And that's basically the game. You go until you fill out your full character sheet and then you... You know, look at all your bonuses, your victory points to see how you did and whoever has the most wins. Um, fairly straightforward, um, but that's that that's the game for the base game for role player. So um yeah, pretty good. Pretty good game. Yeah, I really liked it. 
I started the game with a lot of gold, so that was nice. <laughs> don't. Oh my gosh. Don't even get me started. She gets the thief class that gives her double gold with her gold dice, and she draws like seven out at the very beginning. It's something ridiculous. No, I had a lot. And so it was she, like 20. It was ridiculous. At the beginning. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And she got tons of gold. Basically, she never had to worry about money the rest of the yeah, game. Yeah, I could buy whatever I wanted. It was disgusting. I never ran out of money. It was disgusting. <laughs> if only life was like that. <laughs> I'm just going to pull gold. I never ran out of money. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yeah, so a fairly good game. Uh, it is a little, probably a little more complex than Sagrada, which Sagrada is a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, a little more abstract, right? You're creating stained glass right. windows. But it, they really feel a lot alike. The only difference is with role player, it's a little more themed. And there's a with the whole, with all the new cards and gear and stuff you can buy. Um, and the, the action rows, it gives you way, 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 way more flexibility with your dice. Right. And... Allows you to make some decisions to manipulate things and get what you want. It, you don't necessarily always feel trapped in role player. When I play Sagrada, sometimes you just feel trapped and there's nothing you can do yeah, about it. That's how I feel when I play that game. Sometimes you're just trying to make the least effective. And if somebody can just play a perfect game, they're almost guaranteed to win in Sagrada. In role player, there's no perfect game. You're right. Every die is like, okay, well. This doesn't necessarily help me, but I can make it work if I do X, Y, Z because I have this skill and I can offset it with this. And then I could actually make it into a positive. Plus, the Sagrada, it's very rare that you can make a negative into a positive in that game. And at least you have the marketplace to fall back on. You have you can buy cards to yep. like change your yep. trajectory. And, and there's some strategy, too, because if you, if you select the high initiative... Um, you're not gonna get great. Uh, you're not gonna get a great dice. You're not gonna get any extra gold, but you get first chance at the market. But if you go for the really high, the the high die, like the six or whatever, you know, because of how you order out the initiative, you're going to go last and get whatever's left in the market. Mm -hmm. But you're getting a sweet dice, so it it has a nice mechanic there. Opposed to Sagrada, it's just the turn order you have to be sitting in whose turn it is. It's a snake draft. You know, the person who rolls right. it first gets first dibs at the first dice, but gets the last dice. Um, and if you're to the left of them, well, great. You get the middle of the road. And sometimes it's just the luck of the draw what comes out. Uh, with role play, it's a lot less r- luck and random base because you can offset it. And that's why I really like this role player better and the theme. There's a theme to it. Right. Um, there, Character building as well. Yeah, exactly. And there's an expansion for this game, which I, I don't have, but I've heard it's pretty good. It adds monsters and bosses and stuff that you actually then get to use your character as you're building them, and you get to fight off bad guys, and it adds some new mechanics to it. And then Role Player Adventures, I think we Chris and I talked about a few weeks ago, but you can take these characters that you build in Role Player, and then you could actually take them on adventures. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. The adventure is more like a... Ch- from the readings, like more of a choose your own adventure. Think, um, yeah, think dra- uh, Legacy of Dragonholt. I think we've talked about that. It's a, it's pretty much a big choose your own adventure. Um, so it's more of a guided RPG. So you're not really having a GM like making stuff up or uh, guiding it. It's kind of set in, in stone, but you do make decisions and you collect gear and upgrade and level up and stuff. And so that's the kind of same idea with ro- role player adventures, except for you build your own character via role player, which is kind of cool. That's fun. Yeah. We should look into that. Yeah. Well, I didn't pack the Kickstarter, so we'll, um, we'll have to wait until it comes to retail. 
like forever. Why is this the first time hearing of this? Uh, we've talked about this. I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, check it out. If, th- if that sounds up your alley, it's a 60-90 minute game. So I wouldn't say a really basic game, but I don't think it's super complex. Um, it's kind of the sweet spot. And it's a, I think, c- kind of a your prototypical hobby game. I think it, that's what this is. It's just a hobby game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Hopefully we didn't scare our friends off. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I warned them when they ch- when they chose. I'm like, are you are you guys sure? I mean, like, this is not necessarily what I would choose for an intro game. Yeah, it's not a gateway game. No, um, but you know, we can jump into it if you like, because they, you know, the theme. I think really, uh, they really liked the idea of the theme and stuff like that. So yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, and then we sh- and then we played Drop It. Yeah, we finished the night with Drop It, which is a. Oh. Uh, Great standby. Great mm-hmm. game. We've talked yes. about it a million times. It's a great game. Great game. So, yeah. That, uh, that's the games I played this week. It's pretty much it for me. Well, I also I'm... taught Denver how to play King Domino. Oh, yeah. That's right. You beat him in that, though, right? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, you played a lot of different games this he... week. <laughs> every, uh, like every 20 minutes, he's like, can, we, can you play a game with me? I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yes, I would love to just sit down and play games all day, but I also have some stuff to do. <laughs> Details. Yeah. Um, oh, the last thing is uh, we played Return the Dark Tower. Uh, the, the, oh, we yes. play tested that. Yes. On Tabletop Simulator. On Tabletop Simulator. Yep. Um, so th- that was interesting. Um, I'd, I don't think it barred us talking about it. I just didn't think we could share like pictures or things on... Um, Social media, okay. I believe. So, um, yeah, got an opportunity to play that game. We have backed it for the Kickstarter, um, so we're getting the full thing when it comes out. Um, what What did you think about it? Hmm. I think that it will be a good game. <laughs> I didn't necessarily like playing it. I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to, but I think a lot of it will be that tower in the middle and um, to feel more involved in it. I think it was kind of hard too because I couldn't necessarily see all the cards very well and I just had a hard time. I just have a hard time seeing it on Tabletop Simulator. Well, I mean, all the cards in the game didn't have art on it right. yet, right? Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, yeah, I get that. I mean, the, the lore of this game, for those who don't know, this is a remake of an old game called Dark Tower that had this 3D tower in the middle, and it was, it was electronic, um, and it, it was a pretty cool game for the time, I believe, and it was kind of one of those cult classics, think uh, Hero Quest, that, um, that everybody talked about for all those years, and for those who got into the hobby like I did um, in the last decade, missed out on that. I, I didn't get a chance to play that in my childhood or had that, um, had the opportunity to, right, but just wasn't interested in it. So I never got exposed to those kind of games. And so growing up, you hear talk about these other gamers who did do this and played those in their, you know, their kid and teenager years. And so you've heard about this game, you've heard about Hero Quest and and whatnot. And so it kind of has this legendary status, if you will. And so when this came out, they're remaking it. This sounds really cool. They're going to make this more modern. So um, all the prototypes and everything is, is just good. I mean, how big is this tower? It's going to be at least a foot tall and it it's going to light up and have 
um, sound effects and it's going to rotate and there's doors on each of the of the directions east north southwest and the doors will randomly open up and basically you're dropping skulls into the tower and they'll depending on how it's rotated and what's open will go into certain recesses that either if the doors open the skulls will come out or they'll collect and then the skulls can't open with the doors and those skulls will go into your kingdom and and uh that's really cool and it's going to be app driven and the app is going to connect to the tower via bluetooth and so it's going to control it and do a lot of stuff with it and so there's a lot of replayability a lot of quests uh different kind of modes and so there's a lot of upside to this and uh and it looks really cool so um playing a tabletop simulator you don't get that right there's no tower in right. there um you're running the app on your your main computer on your phone and right now the app is just this um it's a prototype right it's not finished it's like a template and it has some stuff in it that uh like for the tower that it's showing what the tower is mm-hmm. doing but that's not what's going to be in the final right. version but it's just simulating what the tower is doing because you know they can't send out a very expensive prototype tower to everybody to pre- the playtest mm-hmm. um so that's what you're 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 made do with i really like the concept of it um the gameplay lasted really long though that's that's kind of my complaint about it it was i mean hours long i think the rules say it was 60 to 90 minutes no 90 to 120 minutes i'm sorry so hour and a half to two hours it all the games i played lasted much longer than yeah, that Yeah, it took a really long time and it might that might be partly just the app and Doing it on tabletop simulator and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, and there's some very, very fiddly mechanics and things. I don't know. I hope they can improve it. We gave feedback. Yeah. Um, Hopefully they improve it, but. Some character balance issues. Oh, man. Yes. Uh, just some weird, quirky things that happened. I think are bugs. So, you but know, obviously, it's yeah, it's still a work in progress, and that's why they're doing this. Yeah, so I, I feel glad to be involved with it. So, um, we gave some good feedback. Hopefully, they'll you know they'll get similar feedback. Um, we played our rounds, and it is what it is. So, you know, we appreciate being in it and uh, excited for it to come out and see what the yeah. We still is. look forward to definitely playing it when it comes. But uh, it'll be interesting. Should mm-hmm. be interesting. But yeah. We did play that. We'll just have to clear our schedule. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. For the night. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, that's about the games we played this week. So that was all that was exciting for us. I guess the Return Dark Tower is kind of cool. but Yeah. But uh, but it was no Gen Con. No. Yeah. Oh, I guess we said we we're going to talk about Gen Con, but we're running a little late on this. But um, yeah, yeah, I really we missed Gen Con this week. We were supposed to be at Gen week. Con this week. <laughs> Yeah, this would have been the episode that we had actually recorded, you know, brought the gear and recorded from Gen Con each night. And, you know, it was um, it was hard. It was hard to jump on social media and yeah. see people talking about Gen Con, even though we could have been involved in the online, but not but really because it was working. Yeah. We're both working had stuff. Couldn't just take that time off personally. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. It just was hard. It just, yeah, I, I really miss it. The memories, the walking around. Um, it's just something I've looked forward to every year for the last, I don't know, what, four years I've been going. This would have been the fifth Mm year. Yeah. And it's just something I really look forward to. Have so much fun. Have really fun stories. Have such a good time with friends. And, um, yeah. Miss that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, I hopefully, 
uh, next year, I, I guess. I hope so. <laughs> well, I mean, we technically have batches already, so. We'll be there. <laughs> um, It's just a whole nother year away, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but Freaking COVID. <laughs> I know, kidding. Well, it is what it is, but that uh, that's that. Anything else you want to talk about, Emily, before we sign off? I don't think so. All right. Well, this has been a quick one. Um, hopefully it wasn't like terribly boring, but um, oh, one thing I forgot to talk about. So um, I think a few weeks ago, I talked about it with Corey and Chris, uh, that dice game that's basically Gonshan Clever. Oh, yeah. Um, but modular, where you kind of draft what the scoring mechanisms are, and then you, you, do, you, know, you roll the dice and assign values, just like you do in Gonshan Clever. Um, so it, it did get localized to English. Um, the, the name they came up for, the, it didn't really get translated, but what they called it are... What they are calling is Divvy Dice, D-I-V-V-Y Dice, and it's supposed to be coming out next month. So I'm super excited. It's going to be oh, that's exciting. Like a $15 price tag, so super nice. $15 to $20. Um, it comes out from Stronghold Games, who the, they are the ones who also published the English version of Gonshan Clever, twice as clever. So really excited about that. That's about the only game out of the Gen Con games that were announced that I I'm know. super excited about. I felt like it about. was kind of disappointing. And I think some of it was uh, had to be because of COVID. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's just because things slowed down. Maybe things released differently. I don't know. But I'm looking at this, some of the list of the games that got announced. And there's really not many that like excited me whatsoever. Right. Um, I mean, the TI, the TI4 expansion that adds up to eight players. Some people are really stoked about that. But like that's not my cup of tea per se. That just um, sounds really like a really long game. <laughs> oh my word! Could you imagine? <laughs> um, and th- that was that was like one of the big announcements, but there wasn't a whole lot of huge announcements. So I don't know. It was kind of a weird world, uh, a weird um, Gen Con. I don't know. Yes, a weird world as well. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, but there are uh, some Gen Con deals going off. I don't know if they in Monday or when this comes out. I don't know. But uh, check the Board Game Geek deals. Uh, page forum and there's links to all the places that are having gin con specials and uh, maybe you can get some money off or order some games coming out so that might be worth it um so yeah that's all i got now sorry <laughs> now we're really done <laughs> <laughs> anything else you want to say i don't think so <laughs> okay well we do we do thank you for joining yeah, us thank and, you. and listening we do appreciate it as always um next week will be episode 66 65 66 66 this is episode this 65. is 65 yeah it's <laughs> when you get into these uh upper 60s and 70s it's hard to keep track anyway chris will be back next week for episode 66 so tune in then uh we do appreciate you listening if you have feedback or anything else feel free to contact us our uh, contact information is in the outro but until next time we thank you for listening and i am brian i'm emily and keep on gaming join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.